All right, all right, all right, Cardinal fans. It is episode 46 of the Third Banner Pod. Tonight, you've got Ty, you've got Kyle, and I'm your host, Ash, here. Somewhere in the, in the land beyond is Ross. Somewhere in the abyss, he's out there. Uh, hopefully, he will be joining us sometime in the next little bit. Um, if he does, we will we will get him on the screen as soon as possible. Uh, Ross, if you're listening to us while we're live, we're missing you, bud. Hurry up and get back home so you can get on with us because th this is a big week. We are just days away from beating UK. How many days uh, exactly, Ash? How many we days? I was trying to do the hours in my head just now, and, and <laughs> the wheels weren't processing it. Hey, they, we are three days. Said no math involved. UK. Yeah, we are beating UK on Saturday, boys. Hey, no I'm math right. involved helps the UK viewers of the pod. If that's they right. Happen yeah, to that's right. Linger on here. So, so you're, you're you know that, uh, that I just locked it up, and you hit it out the park. That noise that uh, when you when you would try to connect online whenever you were using dial up. That was my brain just now trying to figure out the number of hours until the game time. So starting off strong, the pod with dial-up internet jokes. But seriously, this is the week, boys. We've been waiting for a long time for this one. I don't want any more excuses this year. I don't want to hear about the damn bird flu or whatever the hell else you think you're going to get this week. I don't want to hear anything about injuries. I don't want to hear any of it. This game here is the one. This is the one where Jet Brom has another street fight between the whistles. He has another chair-throwing episode. This is the one, boys. I've been watching Twitter. I've been watching the players under Skyline Scott Satterfield. They talked a lot of trash during the week because it's the only time that they could talk trash. They talked all this and trash. they couldn't follow through. This team just never going to through, guys. You could tell they were shook. I remember the year I think of when when Will Levis versus Malik Cunningham at at our stadium when I think they so scored and we turned around that. and scored and it's like oh, and then they turned around and scored again like we were punching each other in the mouth and then we just laid right down. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. So I'm excited. I haven't seen anybody talking trash on Twitter as far as Louisville football players. Because they're going to do it all in the field, boys. It's go it's going yeah, down. The football team's been quiet, and I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it because they're ready to go. This Ty's is not been queuing up some uh, classic Jeff Brom speeches. I can't wait to share those get with you guys because Ty's been digging them up. Um, uh, G. Howard is right. He said in the chat, I have a Christmas card. I'm sending to UC's AD after the W on Saturday. Dude, that is so right. Uh, I can't believe he saved our asses and got rid of that bum Satterfield, moved him Facts. out of town, Facts. and now we got Jeff Brom home. We brought Brom home, and, and I couldn't be more happy, guys. So I think the key to victory against UK is the same thing we should have done last year and, and started to do, and then just shit. I'm going to jump right in right here. 42 to 17. We got the dub, guys. Okay. So I think the key is <laughs> running the ball at will. I think this is the game where, like last game, I said it was a Jack Plummer game. He had that pass to open up the run. You know, Jeff Brom said, Kyle, I'm listening to you on a third banner pod. 
I'm going to start the first two scripts with a bunch of passing plays. You're a genius. I was like, oh, it's no problem, Coach Brom. I mean, I know you were a quarterback and a really good one, but at the end of the day, you know, a guy sitting on his couch sees a whole lot of things going on. But being serious, I do think that this week or this weekend is the weekend. Let's bring Ross on. There Ross he is. Home. There he is. I think this weekend is the one where we pound it on the ground. I think the run game would be what we established first. Scott, Skyline Scott last year had Jawar Jordan balling out, decided to shit his bed and said, you know what, shit the bed. And he said, you know what, let's just have Brock Doman take over this game. Let's make this a Brock Doman game. We're going to have an air raid offense with Brock Doman. And we lost. So we didn't have to lose that game. for Saturday, boys. We're not going to make Every that Every going to throw a touchdown pass. And we're going to have oh, trick plays. Shit. Hey, Trick plays, like, good point, Ash. We're going to have the trick plays. We're going to see things on Saturday that we have not seen all year. And maybe the Evan Conley package, this is the time we throw out of it. I'll be curious about that. What if Evan Conley catches a touchdown pass? Oh, shit. Oh, what if hammer? Hey. 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 Do not be stealing my thunder for that later on. Oh, um, they already uh, I'm just going to say right now, don't be stealing my thunder. I've been talking about it all week amongst the people that know me. Uh, I've been talking about it. I, well, I, I told you all. Bad news, I told, man, but I've seen a I lot of people you all, on Twitter saying the exact same thing. <laughs> I told you all after the spring game that the that the Congon Wild Package – Okay. Was here oh, to no. stay. Uh, pause, pause, pause. Congo. Yeah. No. What? I told you all. I told you all. <laughs> now you can put that Vince McMahon, all that up there on the screen, all you want. We got receipts. I told you all the Congon Wild package was going to be a thing all year. I told you that. I told you it was going to happen. You did say it. You did say so, it. You've been saying it. I would just say. Uh, I would just say. Well, like that's that's how we need to end the show. Like we need to end the show with that. End the show with predictions. I already gave mine. Yeah, Forty-two. Ash already did his. Man, I pulled it right out yeah. of the gate. No, I'm just. No, I don't. No, no, no. You got you. You can change. You know no timeline here. I just. I have seen a lot of people on Twitter say they think Evan Conley is going to throw a pass in this game. So I don't. I don't think you're alone in that thinking. No, I mean I. I got, but mine's. I will just say mine is a little more nuanced. I will just say that. Imagine Joey Gatewood throws so a touchdown. For listeners, Ross is, Ross is really dedicated to the Evan Conley package cost. That's his thing. Like, he doesn't want anybody else touching the Evan Conley. Ross is a big Ross is the guy. only one that's allowed to touch Evan Conley package. So. Pause. I'm the only one that's allowed hey, to touch uh, Evan Conley's package, all right? We, that's okay. it. Pause. I'm out. Pause. Strike that from the tape. Man, back out. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff left. Thanks for joining us again. He says, I think we finally see a score from kick return or punt return Saturday. Uh, I could see it. I I, I I could see it. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff that we, we haven't seen. That we, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to, but I think the biggest thing I'm predicting the biggest thing, the biggest key is running the football all over them. And I think that their yep. defensive lineman, big old boy Deion Walker, 
I predict he's either going to have a really good game or a really bad game because when you say stuff like what he said about us being snobs and all that entitled, when when you start talking trash like that, when nobody else has said a peep, nobody on our team has said anything. When you when you open that can of worms, it either motivates you to bring it more or or you get completely steamrolled. We'll see which one. I'm I'm curious. He's like I said, he will not have like an average game. He will either have a terrible game or he's going to dominate. And, and I have a feeling special, we're going to be ready. What's up? It's a stoop special to you know talk shit beforehand and try to yep. get in their head. And I and like Ash alluded to, and we talked about before we came on. I love that we're just not seeing a whole lot from our guys. I feel like they're focused. They're going to let their helmet do the talking on Saturday, and um, I, I I think we're going to win pretty big, to be honest. Yes. Seventeen yep. yes. boys. Forty-two seventeen. Yeah, so I don't know. And they're going to get a late touchdown to get to 17. Also, we're hearing a lot, and I know Ross was there, but I heard on the coach's show, I was listening to it, Jawar Jordan had his best week of practice as far as being able to participate, and he had he had a lot of productivity. So it sounds like he's going to be a lot healthier for this game than he has been. I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so because he adds a dimension when he's healthy, that none of those other guys do. And we have a good running back stable behind Jawar, but his ability to, to, to his vision to cut back, his cutback vision is insane. Like, I actually think Jawar and Maurice Turner have very similar speed. They're both very fast. But what separates Jawar, at least at this time, is his ability to, to see holes that most people can't see and make that cutback. And that's where he's got most of his big gains is on a big cutback. So I'm curious to see how he does, and if he's if he's healthy, I don't know, man. I think he's gonna want. I think he's gonna want the ball after what Skyline did to him last year. Just sat him on a sideline, had like this polished trophy, and just sat it over there on the side to collect dust. I'm curious. I think um, I think this is a game that Isaac Grindo can also still have a big game, like. Just focus on the run game, pound it, you know, pound it on the ground, and then it'll open up the play action. Um, and the defense, like you know, last week against Miami, I, that was probably the, that was probably since the Georgia Tech game what the worst defense has looked all year. So hopefully we kind of get that back on track. Um, but the Kentucky offense, I, I I watched them against South Carolina, and they just something's just broken. I don't know. I don't really know what it is. Like Ray Davis is a, is a really solid player and a, and a good, and a good mm. running back. But Devin Leary has been pretty disappointing for what they, from what they kind of expected out of him. Um, mm. It's just a broken offense. And I think it'll be a good week for the defense to get back on track. So Devin Leary, he's passed for 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions, just over 2,200 yards. Nothing terribly amazing. Now, UK has really good receivers, but I think that's part of the grumbling from their players and parents on Twitter is a guy like Dane Key, for example, has 36 receptions, 528 yards, four touchdowns. And a guy like, you know, Barry on Brown has 38 receptions for 391 yards. Tavion Robinson has numbers very similar to Dane Key's, I said earlier. And you, you kind of when I remember when they were both freshmen, I was like, Dane Key and Barry on Brown, those are two 1,000 yard receivers right there. And this year, you know, two receivers are just over 500 yards. The other ones, you know, Barry on Brown, he's got under under 400 yards. 
just seems like they're not getting the ball a lot. And I guess against South Carolina, I did not see the whole game. But you have Ray Davis, who's their best player, at least at the skill positions. He's 5'10", 216, big old boy, averages 5.8 yards per carry. And I guess he didn't get a whole lot of touches from what – and that's why he was pissed off. So here's what I expect. I expect him to be fed. I expect them to go, all right, we got you. And I expect them. So our defense has to be ready for that. And I think they will be. I think it's going to be a lot like Estime at Notre Dame, big, powerful back. And we're going to have a similar approach that we had against them against UK. And and I don't know. I mean, I have, I have more faith in Notre Dame's offensive line than I do UK's, but maybe I'm just underestimating them. I don't know. Honestly, UK kind of needs to adopt the pr- approach that we have on offense where it's run first and then open up the pass because the passing game for them has just been very, very disappointing. But you mentioned Barry and Brown. That is one guy that we're going to have to pay a lot of attention to. He is explosive. He can break it uh, for a, you know a deep play, and he can really kind of open the game up. So we have to make sure we're focused in on Barry and Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kyle, I, I agree with you. Um, that's kind of where my mind has been at all week. Coming into this game, um, they are an offense that is built very similarly to like what we saw in in uh, Notre Dame. Um, they they want to be physical at the point of attack. They want to pound you with the football and open it up for the play action and the rollouts. Uh, with Devin O'Leary and get the ball downfield. I think that if you can mitigate that run game, I think it makes them very one-dimensional and it makes them very easy to play against. Uh, and on the flip side of that, very similarly to us, it, it, it's it's similar. You cause, you cause a quarterback that you have um, to make plays. They, they have to make plays downfield, just, you know. So I think that – I think the defense, uh, you know, we saw – I don't want to say regression last week, but we didn't see their best game last week. No. I look for them to respond at home, um, come out and match that intensity and, and, and honestly just heighten it. I look for the offense uh, from us – to feed off that defensive intensity. And I look for the defense to have, uh, like what we've seen in a lot of home games this year, they set the tone. Um, I think they bring that physicality. And I, I honestly, I'm just going to say it. Like, I think we see from their running back, uh, what's his name? Ray Davis. Ray Davis. Uh, sorry, I was drawing a brain, a brain fart. I think we see from him, like we saw from Estime, uh, I think we hit him a few times. And I think I want you all to pay attention. I want you all, you all to pay attention. After that fifth or sixth hit, when we hit him, I want you to watch his body language. I want you to watch him as that game goes on. Does he want to keep toting that rock? Because we saw it against Notre Dame. That kid did not want to run that ball anymore. He did not. He he quit. He lost his edge. He lost that dog. So I, I look for that very similar thing in this game. If we do that and we take that out of Ray Davis, 
they're sunk. They are absolutely sunk. They have no chance at that point. So watch that body language. So I am curious if Jarvis Brownlee will get to come back and play in this game because I feel like this is a kind of game, a rivalry game that he loves and feeds into Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. gives a lot of positive energy. I hope he can. I would not be surprised if he doesn't come back and then they hold him out until Florida State. But I'm going to be really watching for that. I don't know how healthy Jamari Thrash is. I know he did not look like himself against Miami coming off of that hand surgery. And he had that key drop. And and you could see him explain on the sideline live on TV. You know, I, I just, it just fell through and I couldn't grab it. You could see him saying that. And that's not like him. He's had some drops, but not like that. So he's kind of quiet, kind of passive. And I feel like Jack was looking around at other guys. Not Part of that was a game plan, you know, get the tight ends more involved, get the slot receivers more involved. But I do think some of that was predicated on Jamari not being fully healthy. So I'll be curious to see how healthy he is against UK, uh, how productive he is. And then, but, but more importantly, Jarvis Brownlee, this would be just such a big game for him to come back healthy. So I'm hoping for it guys. Yeah, I am too. Um, You know, I, I think he has his deficiencies, obviously, um, I do not think that he is Quincy Riley as far as a shutdown corner, but I think that what he brings um, to the game uh, as far as uh, physicality and mm-hmm. in, in, in the run game, as far as run support, um, you know, I've always I, argued I, they're I, about equal because Quincy Riley is the best cover corner on the team, but Brownlee's a good cover corner. He's not, a bad one. And then you add to that his ability to come up to the line of scrimmage and make big plays at the point of attack, especially in a run game. I think, you know, they both have their, and Quincy Riley does okay at that, but that's not what he's known for. I think Jarvis is good enough in coverage. He doesn't get burned a lot minus that state game. So I think having him out there, you know, covering the slot, especially like I think the slot killed us against Miami and, and Jarvis would have been covering that slot receiver. Now he's still yeah. got some catches cause he's a great receiver, but he wouldn't have been that good. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, he is not a weakness in, in past defense. He's not, but he is also not Quincy Riley. I mean, we've seen it like Quincy Riley is a different type of ball Hawk. Um, mm-hmm. a different type of coverage player. Best corner and, Jair. Best cover yeah, corner I mean, Jair. yeah, and that, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Like he is the best corner guy, the best coverage guy we've had since Jair. So, um, yeah. Brownlee is a he he is a difference maker though. When you when you look at the fact that he could be starting and he could be playing, and the guys that have been filling in for him and getting reps, you're talking about subbing those guys in, keeping them fresh. Like, that. that's a big deal, man. Like, that is a really big deal. And I will say, too, like, Brownlee, all year he has been a surefire tackle. Like, he has not let guys uh, – I feel like and, – and I might be wrong on this, but, like, I feel like in the years past that we've – we've had him when he's been playing that he 
he misses a tackle and then gar- and then wide receivers get yak after the missed tackle. Like he has not been that guy this year. Like he tackles, he's very supportive in the run game. Like he's a surefire like DB that we absolutely want in there. Like he matters a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. Real, real quick, guys, everybody watching, every like that you give this video is a point that we are going to score against UK. Yep. So the more points you want us to score in this game on Saturday, the more likes we need. So if you want us to score in the 50s and the 60s, we need that many likes. Every yeah, every like single like is going to be a point we score against those bums. Hit that like button oh, on yeah. this particular episode. I've got a goal for us tonight of hitting 30 likes for this episode with the holiday you know, I kind of set a little bit lower goal than we did Saturday night um, just because I feel like with the holiday, it might interrupt it a little bit. Uh, but I got a light goal of 30. So like Kyle said, if you got help us get uh, for every light, that's kind of a point we're winning the game by. So I'm with you, Nick. Nick Not Carl enough because 30 points. We need more than 30 so. points. <laughs> we need more than 30 points. Every light. Every single appreciate you. There you go, William. There you go. That feeds right in. That feeds right into my score prediction that we will talk about later. Yeah. So Nick says 30, not enough. So yep. Yeah. Neil says, at least you said likes and not dollars. Yeah, we're not soliciting (laughs) on here. We're just trying to get points versus UK. 69 likes. Let's go. 69, dude. Nice. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> All right. So that being said, boys, Ross, you seem to sound like you want to give predictions. Let's hear your predictions for this game. We're going to do it this early? Why not? Hell yeah, let's do, it. let's do it. Go slow here. All right. I I've been I've been I've been talking about it. I'm so jacked up for this game. All right. Like I can't hardly contain myself how excited I am for this game. If there's anybody or any buddies who understand what the magnitude of this game is, it's Jeff Brom, Greg Brom, Brian Brom. Uh, and I will just say there are other people on this staff uh, in other positions that I've learned tonight that understand this uh, robbery to a T. They have plenty of experience in it, okay? So they understand what the hell has been going on in the past four years in this rivalry. They are fired up. They are absolutely fired up. If you believe in this team, if you believe in this team, and you look at the way that they responded every game, and they found a way to win in a lot of these games. That's not a coincidence, okay? Mm-hmm. That is a team that is believing what their coach is telling them, that it's a one-game season and moving on and getting through that hurdle and moving on to the next one. So while the ACC championship is looming, that game is looming, they are not, they are not going to overlook this game. We are going to be fired up, and we're going to come out. We are going to set the tone. We are going to set the intensity, and we are going to do that all game. I look for us to win this game, thirty-seven seventeen. Thirty-seven. We're going to win by. We're going to win by twenty points. I like it. And 
you know, I don't I don't know what the spread's at right now. I would imagine that's way over. But I'm telling you right now, the Brahms, the Brahms, they have been MIA from the Louisville sideline for the past few years. But they have not been MIA in paying mm. attention to what is going on at their alma mater. They're watching. They have been watching. And they know what this game means. And they're going to come out and we're going to lay the smack down on UK. 37-17. Yeah. Ty, what do you got? Well, to answer your question about the spread, Ross, it's currently seven and a half on FanDuel. So seven and a half. Um, I think I've, I've been on fire recently with predictions. So I want to go back to Virginia. Everybody here, I'm pretty sure, said that they expected us to win that pretty handily. Um, that obviously did not happen. I was very nervous about that one. Um, and I'm pretty yeah. So, and then Miami game, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one in the season preview show to say we would go down to Miami and win. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, I think we're going to win this pretty easily. Um, I think Jeff and the staff are fully aware how important this game is. It's not like last year and the last few years. Um, Scott Satterfield had no clue what he was getting into with this game. Um, I think he thought it was just another, you know, App State versus Georgia State type deal, and it's just not the same. Um, Jeff knows. Brian knows. I think he's pushing that along to the team. That's why you're not seeing a whole lot of smack talk on Twitter. Like I said earlier, they're going to let their helmets do the talking on Saturday. I think Louisville wins 31-17. All right. So uh, what do you got, Kyle? And then I'll wrap up. Yeah, Ash, I know you you already gave yours. You couldn't wait. Uh, Let's see. I think UK does get some points. I think they're going to have some plays where they, they take it to the house. So I don't think they're going to be held like super low in this game. I think that, you know, and I don't know, I don't really have any evidence to base that off of other than I think that they're going to feed their running back. And I think they're just going to have a couple of big plays that get out there. But I think on offense, I think we're going to run it down their throats and especially in the second half. I think we're going to pull away. I think this will be one of our higher scoring games. I think Jawar being healthier is going to help us out. I think utilizing the tight ends last week is now an extra weapon that we have at our arsenal. I also expect Jeff Braun to have some trickeration up his sleeve. And I'm not just talking about throwing out of a certain package or whatever. I think he's going to have a maybe even three or four different plays that it's like, holy crap, you don't know when they're going to happen. But – He's going to go all out for this game. I think we're going to draw – I think I'm, I've got us winning this game 45-21. to 21. Yeah, so we're all fairly in the same ballpark, I feel like, as far as our predictions. I said 42-17. to 17. If you guys missed it at the start of the show, I, I couldn't wait to give my prediction. I even said that um, they're going to score a late touchdown to make it 17. Uh, the way Brom is able to inspire confidence in his teams – and to build his teams up for these type of games it is pretty unparalleled. And I think that our team is going to come out with so much passion and fire that uh, I don't think that uh, this is going to be too big of a problem this week. I think that our defense is going to be living in the backfield and getting all that pressure on their team, uh, going to be getting, you know, in the, living, giving pressure on the quarterback uh, all, the, all game long. 
Um, I think that we're going to be running the ball like crazy on offense. I, I think that our offensive line is going to open up some massive holes. I just I think that it's going to be a comfortable game. We are going to be celebrating a ass kicking. We are going to kick the slap dicks ass, like as Petrino would call them. Um, Ty has been queuing up some of those inspiring speeches that I referred to. Uh, kudos to Ty for digging these up. We're about to share some of these, uh, and I'm excited that to see them again because man, they make you just want to uh, run through a wall for Coach. I think Brown. they're going to get one of the one or two of these speeches on Saturday. For I sure. I would do anything to be a fly on the wall in that locker room Saturday before they take the field. And I just want to say before we play these, okay, um, going to your point, uh, Ash, that. Brom made no hesitations at the at the radio show t- tonight that they are very big at the point of attack, right? They got three dudes that are over 320 pounds. That's good and all when you're trying to run the ball in a conventional front. But you can use that that size against them like the bigger the object the harder unless they're just extraordinarily special the bit the harder they have uh the ability to change direction and 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 get up field so i look for us to run a lot of counter plays i look for us to run a lot of misdirection I look for us to expand on that screen game and continue using the tight ends like we saw last week. Like, I think UK is they're 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 open for a really harsh awakening. They're not going to see a lot of stuff on tape that they're getting ready to get thrown at them. Fair enough. Let's get into the let's get into the Jeff Brom. So see it. We've got the Boilermaker statue out there. All right, you guys have seen the Boilermaker statue. You know what these fans like seeing? They like seeing people play their tails off every single play. Every single play. Blue collar, finding a way, stepping up to the plate, finding a way to get it down every snap. And if you look at that out there, what does the Boilermaker do every single time? Okay, he hammers down. And then he hammers down. He down again. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get throw my chair now. I, I got oh, goosebumps just man. sitting here watching a video. I man. would I, tear apart this room right now. <laughs> I, I like that reaction. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> All right, the best things in life you gotta earn. You gotta earn it. So I want us to be able to go out there and earn it one play at a time. So before you leave this locker room, I want to look in your eye. No puppy dog look. I want to look in your eye that you're going to compete your ass off every single play. You're going to find a way to get it done. Play after play after play after play. And you stick together and you play together. It's time to go earn a victory. So get locked in. Get the look in your eye. And let's go. Let's go out there with the game. Let's go. Yeah. He almost let an F-bomb fly there on that. He did. TV, but the five-star, five-star, five-star hey. in my book. Man, I'm I'm, 62 to nothing. No, I'm I, don't, gonna, I don't know if we're going to get one of those. I really don't. 
I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that oh, shoot. I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that this staff doesn't even need to do that with this team. Like, I feel like they're so bought in. They are so dialed in that they they get the magnitude of this game. But I do believe that if and when Jeff does those, uh, when he has those situations, when he has those moments, those are not choreographed. They're for real. And he lets them, he lets them go. And if they, if if he lets it go, I don't think he needs it either. We're going to, I'm telling you right now, we're going to win by 30. I don't don't think he's going to need to do it either. That ass. I can see him, though, getting out there and getting into the energy of the UVL-UK game. He hasn't been a part of this rivalry since he was a coach years ago. I can see him getting caught up in the moment and having a moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm that's not saying he will. I mean, you can't predict those kind of things. It just wouldn't surprise me. I feel bad for Katarius Hicks because he's about to get thrown through the, the whiteboard uh, <laughs> before this one. So if Katarius Hicks comes out on crutches before the game, we know what happened. Hey, by the way, for I see the viewership's going up. It, every like that you have on this video is a point that we score against UK. So those that haven't done that yet, uh, like Get the video. The likes. That's an extra point. Every single like gives us one more point versus UK. The hell are we talking about leg meat? What the hell, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, they, they've been, they've been talking me. about each other's legs in Discord for a couple yeah. of days now. It's gotten weird. What are yeah. we? If you haven't noticed, like Neil and Josh have a very uh, connected sense of humor. It's, uh, it's it's enjoying watching it, like on the outside. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know exactly. I mean, I, I expect our boys to be locked in. The card Marshall tell the look in their eye. You remember when? I think it was before we played Duke. They had a picture of a couple of players walking up in a car march. You could just tell you're like, oh, these boys are going to get killed. They're going to get absolutely creamed, and and they did. So it was, you know, I'm expecting us to be locked in. Now, UK, you you got to expect they're going to be locked in. I mean, I will give Coach Stoops this much credit. He has them ready to play. Now, they'll probably be a trash can thrown. He'll probably have dudes in warm-ups, pelt nachos at our faces. I don't know. He'll pull out all the stops in the pregame just to get in our heads a little bit. That's the kind of stuff they do. And it worked. It worked very well when we under Coach Satterfield. I would even argue it worked well in, in Bobby Petrino's second tenure when he had to go against Stoops. I feel like a couple of our teams, even the ones that won, you know, played kind of down to them and should have beat them by more. But I feel like Coach Stoops does do a really good job of getting them up for that game. So I don't I'm very I'm very interested to see how this goes with a coach who I believe in in Coach Brahms' case will have us up ready and motivated in matching that energy. It's gonna be something to see. And I, I totally expect though that UK is gonna pull some shenanigans on us. So we just have to be ready for that. For sure. For sure. Um, I mean I I fully expect them to like be at the, you know, be you know, I could totally see them like going up to the 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 center field logo and like stomping on it and shit. Yeah, like I that. could see like them doing something dumb like that. I, see, I see that's coming. It's going to be, it's going to happen. So it is what it is. And the, the less they score, the better. Cause I hate that 
I hate the L's down. I'll admit it. I hate it. Every time I know I it gets it, under my skin so it does. bad. It does. Props I, to, so I mean, props to him for doing that. But I think the main reason it got under my skin or Coach Satterfield is because – It's because he, he cried about it in year one. Well, that, and I think he was like, when they would do that, he was more concerned about what appetizer he was going to order when he went to Cracker Barrel after the game. He didn't care. He had no skin in the game. It was just no game Which one do you think him. he went with? That, the bullshit that bothered me about Sat and all of that, like what you're saying about the L's down, is that there was no answer. No, exactly. No answer. I mean. he, just, he just sat there. Yeah, yeah, no, there was no there was no answer, there was no response, there was no Louisville. Uh we're not gonna sit here and take this, you know, willingly. There was no fight, and that's what we're gonna get in Brom. Like there is going to be a fight, you know, and I know it's we've got those clips and we've got those sound bites of Brom. It's a fight between the tackles. But, like, you don't have to tell this team that. They get it. They're, you're not going to have to tell them that. You don't even have to. That's why I'm not even convinced that we're going to get one of those moments. Like, I, I really don't. Like, well, if I see I really the dancing, think- the prancing with the L's down like they do, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'd be like, go knock him on his ass right now. Take yeah, the 15. Yeah, penalty, I'm fine Take with the it. As long as it's not at a key moment in the game, if it's a close yeah. game, I'd be like, Get over there, knock him on his ass. If you see him do that, <laughs> knock him on. Now, see, that's probably where they'd be like, Kyle, that's why you can't coach, man. You'd have these guys out of your head. Let me go back to I don't more care. Important you issue. prance around like this with your little L's down. I'm going to have well, a guy knock on your thing ass. Is like, I, Take the even, penalty, man. No matter how much I hate it, I would never want to have the wimpy way out like Texas did where they got the conference to, to make it a penalty. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's it's even worse. Job. Like, no, just knock them on there. Just ass. take your take your beating like a man. Like if they do it, fine. Go score a touchdown on them. I, I don't want the ref to call a fucking uh, penalty on UK players for giving the L's down. Like I would never want that. So I always said it was the dumbest thing in the world when it became a penalty for people to give horns down. Like I always thought can that we, was lame as hell. Can we go back to the more important issue though? What do you think? What do you think Satterfield ordered at Cracker Barrel after the games? I mean, you brought it up. You, you brought it up. So, like, what? What he did, got chicken and dumpling for sure. Yeah, no, he checked. Well, hey, their chicken, chicken and dumpling. All right, for real. No. Okay. What was the no. side items though? He didn't. Fried okra didn't. and okra. Um, okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I picture him as like a this cornbread man, casserole. Guy. This man. This man was <laughs> vanilla as hell. He's mid as hell. He got a chicken fried salad with honey mustard. That's what he got. Hey, I love that, honey mustard on my chicken too. I man. don't care. I mean, no, no offense to you, but that's what that's what Sat that's what Sat got. He got <laughs> a salad with oh, chicken, chicken fried salad. tenders on it, chicken fried tenders on it, and he got honey mustard on it. That that is what that dude There's got. Nothing, hey, if you're eating chicken tenders, you gotta have honey mustard. You do. You can't. Eat you know. Hey, no, 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 no. You know, the, Kyle, the, Kyle, Kyle. They call honey mustard. You know what the goat. Sauces for chicken tenders. Canes, cane sauce. sauce. No, 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 no. Cane sauce. Regular honey. Just honey. Ooh, no, no. Bro, he's fire. Come on. 
I'm not going to hear any honey mustard slander. And Scott hey. Satterfield does. Ross, what's Ty. your favorite dipping? That's what Scott Satterfield likes. Ty. He doesn't like my favorite dipping. Uh-uh. Ty, I, will you, I will give you. I will give you half credit. I will give you half credit, Ty. It. The answer is hot honey. Hot okay. honey. Spicy I, I, honey. I'm telling you, that is the answer. And, regular and yes, you are. Higher. You are correct in that. Spicy hot honey. Well, Scott Satterfield does not eat anything I eat, so let's just let's just let's yeah. Just he thinks that. he thinks he thinks water spicy. <laughs> Toss them in buffalo sauce and then dump, uh, dip them in ranch. That's the way to go. All right, hey, so, that's a good that's a good that's a good mixture. I sure. I have derailed the show with yeah, we've derailed it. But hey, like I said, every, every single like I'm gonna keep saying it because we we don't do it good enough. But every like is one more point we score against UK on the video. Josh Jacobs says that ranch is unmatched, especially homemade ranch. Man, my wife makes some homemade ranch. Ranch is, is my so secondary. I, I can respect ranch. I don't hey, respect Jason, barbecue hey, ranch, sauce. Ranch Jason, is a Jason goat. Chicken tender. Ranch is a goat. Jason knows what's up, and that's all I got to say. That's, Neil says Wingstop Ranch is goaded, but uh, I like their ranch, but their fries are really good at Wingstop, too. If there's no honey mustard, I'll take the ranch. But I, I like I like honey mustard. I ain't going to hate Tim, a honey Tim, mustard. All right. Well, we, we've kind of went far into this, guys. We <laughs> no, I don't know. We can go. We can go. We can go deeper. What kind of dressing do you think Scott likes with a salad? Do you think he likes uh Ranch, just straight up ranch. Thousand, like, Island. Thousand Island. That's what I was thinking. Thousand, Thousand Island. Island. Kelly, we, we will. He said he ate his chicken tenders with French dressing. That's terrible. We That's absolutely. <laughs> That's we will not ridicule. We will not disparage <laughs> Thousand Island <laughs> with Scott Shatterfield. Hate. We will not do that. Shatterfield was like. That dude is putting oil on his chicken. It's so spicy. Spicy. Like, that dude sucks, dude. Sponsorship confirmed. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Should uh, we? Josh got a point. Like, we start talking about chicken tenders, the viewers just go up. Yeah, they're all hungry for va- for uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow, man. That's Everybody's ordering saying. out because hey, they're all tis cooking the tomorrow. season. Tis Which, by the, the way, I'm kind of I'm kind of furious because are you smoking? I, I, I could have went to the UK game. If they would have made any time but noon, so what do you think they did to me? They were like, "All right, we're gonna make it a nooner." I gotta have the, I gotta smoke the turkey and have it prepared. I will I be there for the game Saturday. Ross, you going? You're not having Thanksgiving tomorrow. Hey, Ty. Yes, we're in the game. I'm going. Are you? Oh, I'm gonna see you on the party deck, bro. Oh, the you party guys deck. meeting at the United statue. Oh, now we can't talk about the party deck. That's a big We ain't gonna keep up this disparaging of the party There's deck. Right? I, mean, I like the party, party deck. deck. Screw the party There's deck. Let's meet at the this. tip, as Captain Hampton would say. Let's meet at the There's tip. There's nobody on the pod. That meet, the party deck. yeah. Hey, meet at the tip. Ty's got it. Meet at the meet, tip. Meet at the tip. Hell yeah, you guys. Give us our. I do actually want to survey our viewership. Post a, a a comment in the actual comment section, not in the uh, chat part. Do a comment on the comment section of this video. Do you like the party deck? Yes, no, and why? Mm-hmm. So I want to get I want to get feedback about the party deck. My answer is yes. The party. <laughs> listen, the party deck. In my opinion, the party deck is a easy scapegoat 
to uh, look to to uh, uh, look at a bunch of problems as far as attendance. But when you really get up there, even on the busiest days, at the most, there's probably three, four thousand fans up there when it's packed shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, that doesn't make up for all the empty seats that we see in other sections. It doesn't like it, it's not that that's not the problem. I agree. That is not the problem. The problem is, is that the problem is, is that we've had a product that has been draining as far as as far as apathy. And it's like we are a basketball first school. So we've had that part of it going on. And then on top of it. We've had we've had a football program that's just meh. They're just meh, just like our previous coach. Meh. You know, like our program matched, our program matched our coach and what he was. So now that we have a real coach, we have a real coach, we have a real guy, we have a real football player coaching this staff, and we got real football players coaching this team. You will see, like we will see much more of those Charlie Strong crowds that we saw 10 years ago. That will happen, and it's going to take a couple of years, but you just watch. I promise you, our attendance is not an issue. The product no, has not. been the, it's the product has been the issue. The product on the field has been the issue. It's going to take time to build back up. Yep. And the thing of it is, before we had the party deck, a lot of the people who hang out at the party deck just stayed at their tailgate. They didn't even come in the stadium. They had tickets, but they didn't make it into the stadium because they stayed at their tailgate. Now they go into the yep. stadium, at least go to the party deck. So who gives a shit? Like, yeah. we're complaining about stuff to just complain, guys. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the party deck is an easy scapegoat. Like, I, I've always said this. The party deck is not the problem. The party deck is not the problem. The product on the field has been the problem. And Louisville has proven time and time again that we yeah. are an event-type crowd. We are an event-type uh, city. And, and when there's an event going on, everybody wants to be a part of it. Our best teams, our best teams in Louisville football program history have shown that time and time again. Jurich knew that. Jurich realized it. The, the, the flight deck was not a bad addition. What we need is we need a product it, on the it's field. It's for big games. Yes, we need a product on Who the field to match. When we're playing Murray State. I don't care. We need a product on the field to match the demand. And we're going to get that now. Like you, I you bet your ass in the next three years we're getting that. It's starting right now. So if you ain't on, like Vance Bedford said years ago, get on the train. No, Neil, we don't need two more flight decks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, seriously. You know what else I'm really excited about with football though is I'm just waiting on this portal. I believe it's December the second. Connor, go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know it's around that date. If it's not then. And I am just dying for that portal to open up. I don't pause, but I <laughs> oh, I walked right into that one. You did. Uh, 
I did, but I am dying. I'm, I'm, I'm doubling down on it. I'm dying for the portal to open. Let's see that portal, baby. I am, I, you know, I am ecstatic mm-hmm. with what we've been doing with the transfers that we've gotten in here, <laughs> the impact that they've made. Like, look at what we did against Miami. Look at the guy, Stan Quan had a couple of big plays, Miami guy. I know he's a freshman, but, you know, you get a portal guy like Gilbert Frierson who – Miami just put him on the shelf, said he was a tweener. They really didn't have a place for him. He was a good locker room guy, which he is. He made a couple of really big plays. And I'm telling you, the amount of transfer productivity that we've had on this football team, it, it's just like a mar- it markets itself at this point. It's like all you got to do is say, look at what this guy did. He couldn't even get on the field over there at that team. Look what he's doing for us against that team. And now we're, we've got the circle back in us. I know there's been an influx of 502 circle donations, which, by the way, if you're not big on social media and you happen to come on this pod, look into the 502 circle, look into donating. I mean, I'm not going to ever tell anybody how much they should donate. And if you absolutely can't donate, I totally understand. But if you can help the cause, every little bit helps when you've got thousands of people donating. It, 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 I will it correct goes, on one thing. It all though. goes like, towards the recruits, or it all goes towards recruiting, I should say. It all goes towards recruiting. So the more resources we have available for these players in the NIL era, the better. And I really think, guys, I think you're going to start seeing some names come in here. You're going to be like, holy crap. Wow. And I know they use – and this is a very minor gripe, and the only reason I have it – is because I do work in actual nonprofit and charity work. I don't like that they use the word donate because they're not a 501c3. It's not a nonprofit. It's not a nonprofit. Okay. So I would just change the wording to say, please contribute, contribute. because I do think that every one of us should be, you know, contributing to the cause to, to get as good of a product out there as we can. So keep contributing to that 502 circle. I just, I, I don't like to use the word donate. I know they use it, but, when I when I hear the word donate to me that 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 implies it's going to a charitable cause and it's not. Luke says a party deck does not meet the needs of our snobbish fans. I agree because the, the party deck's full of the 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 you know the down to earth ones, the blue collar ones, mm-hmm. the rough and rowdies. That's who I like to hang out with. I'll tell you, I'll tell you where the snobbish fans are. I'm, I'm gonna throw a little. It's fine, you know, if you like being up there, but the PNC area that's where they're at man like don't stand don't stand in that area with all the fans is that what you were hitting at kyle (laughs) but well says i want arch manning Uh, we are are not going down the arch manning (laughs) rabbit hole we're not somehow and i i don't even think it's true i don't know if it's true let me put it that way but but there was a there was discussion that arch man that the manning camp had reached out about arch transferring i i don't buy it but even in the event that they did it led to this whole discussion about is arch manning really as good as his ranking or is it because his last name is manning and there's people on both sides of that i am a bit skeptical based on the lack of camps he participated in and the 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 level of competition that he went up against in high school football was not good at all. And I didn't really, when I looked at the stats, they didn't jump out at me against that competition. I mean, I'm sure he's got all the mechanics down. He, he doesn't have, you can't get any better teachers than the Manning family, but uh, it was a big back and forth. 
I know Ty's a big fan of it. Well, I think it would be awesome to have the Manning sitting up on a party deck <laughs> drinking. Just so, just Manning's. for some context, I mean, it almost got to the point where some people were saying he was playing against crisis actors. I mean, that's that's how far the rabbit hole went down. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I don't buy it either. I'm not like I don't really buy that that they reached out to Brom. Maybe they did, but. With Jeff Brom as our quarterback, I don't have any fears about who we're going to have a quarterback. Can you imagine the Broms and the Mannings uniting, though? That'd be awesome. That would be pretty wild. It'd be pretty Uh, sick, but I I, just don't – I don't know that he's he's the greatest prospect to ever live, like some act like. I also don't think he's just ass. Like some people want to just – actively say that he is um and you mentioned the competition like he it's the same high school that eli and peyton played at so and they turned out okay i know it's not all the same thing but i think i think they were worth the hype but i don't know i could be wrong it doesn't matter i don't i think it's all just fun discussion more than anything and it's gonna come down to nothing i can tell you not who who i've heard that were pursuing i brought that up last pod though and i've seen the guy's name out there a lot more lately so some people seem to know who exactly what quarterback me and josh our team are talking about but i like because of the transfer portal not being open yet i just i'd rather not drop names Next uh, month is always such a fun time. Devin, would you pick up man? Tyler Van Dyke if he transfers? Bronco no, make, I don't no. want that dude. That no. dude was I think I, no. I don't dude, disagree dude, with you, you Devin. Devin, Wait, I don't man. disagree uh, with you. I don't disagree with you that Tyler Van Dyke would look probably better under Jeff Brom, but I and I don't mean any disrespect. I just think we're aiming a little bit high. Our sights a little bit higher than that. Uh, so we'll Trent, see. Did you just join? Yeah, Trent says 42-17. Isn't I that what your score was, Adam? That was my score already. So. Wow. Well, but, uh, either great you know, minds or terrible minds. I guess we'll find out. Into the fact that the next month's always one of my favorite times as a football fan because, you know, you're getting ready to kick off the silly season. And to me, that's always cool to see, like, the new first-time head coaches, what coaches are going where. And that opens up the door for more uh, more quarterbacks to become on the market, too. Because if, you know, they're at a school where their coach goes, leaves the program or something, and that opens the door for us to, to potentially have – there will be even more quarterbacks on the market. I mean, you'll see probably a dozen or more starting quarterbacks transfer. So, yeah, I mean, Devin, we're not going like, to, like, name names here, but I think Jeff and the staff have got their eyes set on some bigger, better targets than TVD. Um, yeah, you're going to see big name guys moving around too. Devin says Alex Calandria. That's a yes transfer, right? I would have to see how Calandria played against everybody else. I don't ever want to get tunnel vision against us. He was a gamer, but you know, he was awesome. Evan Conley also had like an amazing game at Wake Forest, and we still hear about that to this day. And that's no disrespect to Evan, but he's like what our third, fourth string quarterback, maybe fourth or fifth. And uh, so you just I want to make sure, you know, we are in the position where we get the best guy possible. Calandria, though, has the potential to be a baller, and being a fre- a true freshman. You know, I'm curious how he's going to do, whether it's to stay at Virginia or go somewhere else. But I don't know if that game against Louisville was normal for him. Um, Cavs lose by 33, Pat? Oh, God. Devin asks uh, Donovan back. No, that's not what I was trying to pull up. 
Devin asks, uh, why is my computer lagging? Uh, Devin asks, how do y'all feel about Gilbert Arenas' daughter signing with Louisville women's basketball? Great. Guys, have you been tracking on this? This is uh, this has been off my radar. Um, I have not paid any attention to their recruiting. I think it's good for the program. I mean, yeah. it's a positive pub. I, I think Jeff Walls is in a unique place right now where, you know, coming off of the Haley Van Lith departure, and I, I, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not going to claim I'm the biggest follower of what's going on in the program. I, I observe it from the outside and I try to track it, but I'm not like attending the games. I'm not watching yeah. all the games. I would assume that J- that Jeff Walls feels a bit more motivated right now because of the Haley Van Lit departure. That it kind of lit more of a fire under him, like to prove, like, hey, this program is bigger than any one person. So maybe that assumption's wrong, but. I think it just adds a little bit of fuel to the fire. And so then you, you continue to develop these connections, bring somebody like Gilbert Arenas' daughter in. It's great. So that, yeah, that's I'm all just kind of a, a without knowing more about it. I just kind of watch a handful of games throughout the season and then the the tournament games once they get here. I I don't – I'm not, you know, watching every game or anything like that. So I, I don't – I just don't – that stuff's usually – the the recruiting for for their team, their squad is usually off my radar. Uh, Connor said Zebo's daughter's finna come too. So That's I don't even know who Zebo is that he's talking about. Zach here. Randolph. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out Ross, they they all think Ross is puking right now somewhere in the corner. I I probably you're probably right, chat. I, I was wondering the same thing. I don't know where he went. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me at all. Walls um, is the goat. Yeah, Walls is pretty damn good, guys. Like um, he is. He is. I mean, he's been the Denny for for our, our women's team, basically. Josh Josh wants to know before y'all sign off tonight. Which, so we'll just do it now. Uh, I need to hear your favorite Thanksgiving side from for him. He's going with mashed potatoes, a consistent winner. It doesn't take over your plate. Uh, you haven't seen my in-laws; they have huge anyway, huge thing of mashed potatoes. Uh, goes well with any protein, really. Josh, I will say, if there's garlic in the mashed potatoes, I like them. As long as they're mashed to the right consistency. That's a good addition. But if you don't have garlic in your mashed potatoes, I can't touch them. It just it's lacking the garlic. I can't do it. I can I mean, handle it. My in-laws love plain mashed potatoes. They put gravy all over them. But I'm just saying, I have to have garlic in my mashed potatoes. It adds something that once you get it, you can't just go without it if you like garlic. Mac and cheese is one. Uh, stuffing is a close second. Stuffing's my favorite. If we're solely talking about like your Thanksgiving side, yeah, I've got to have the first thing my wife, if she asks me what I want with Thanksgiving, my first answer is always going to be like the sweet potatoes with like the marshmallows on top. Mm-hmm. Do not absolutely do not put pecans in it because otherwise I'm not eating it. I hate pecans. Well, guess what? But, my um, side is tomorrow. Twice baked sweet potatoes, but unlike you, Ash, and we've had this conversation, I love pecans, and oh, I will I have pecans, and I'm going to add three extra pecans for you. I don't know why three. I could just add every one. I want to make three times. Yeah, I'm going to add more just for you, Ash. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to send it to you. I love pecans, man. So are you? Doing I, I, I'm with you. If you don't make pecans, that would ruin it. Are you doing Thanksgiving twice or something? Yes. Good point, because I did say tomorrow. So I'm doing my in-laws. Yeah. I'm just bringing a side tomorrow. But then my mother wants to host Thanksgiving, which is now at my house, by the way. That's changed. 
So now I'm hosting it in my own house and I'm, I'm smoking a turkey and bringing sides for that one. And that's Saturday. At noon. Pat, Pat just made another bad take. So I had to hit pause. Sorry. Sorry, Kyle. I had to interrupt. Uh, I got to pull Pat's comment up here. His side cream corn or corn pudding. That's his number one side. What? That's as bad as the I French dressing. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't now, know. hey, cornbread casserole, I can get behind that a little bit. I don't think I it'd be my Thanksgiving. That number one, though. Come on. Smoked cornbread casserole. I am making that, Ash. That's Ooh, one that of my would be good. I want some that. So I'm going to put some stuff in. And since my, since my in-laws won't be there, I can put jalapenos in it. Oh, man, I'm excited about that one. It's eggnog season. That's another one that I you can you can have every bit of it. I hate Jason's eggs. right. Yeah, deviled eggs are hit or miss. There's only one person that makes deviled eggs I like. Everybody else's deviled eggs fall short. So my wife loves they eggnog. She loves eggnog. And last year she got it, but you know, it's like she loves it just one time. So she'll she'll get it, drink it once, and then it'll just sit there in the fridge for months. I swear to God, I opened my fridge in like April last year and I saw our eggnog from November. So I, you know, eggnog is a seasonal thing, but like, I feel like it's just good like one time, and then you're like, all right, I'm good. I don't need it no more. I hate it. I I don't know how anybody likes it. <laughs> talk about viewers. Talk about food and viewers go up again. <laughs> Patrick, okay. Let's just Sweet let's just ditch, you're, you're getting better, Pat. Let's just ditch the you're little better, sports man. and just be a a food podcast. I'm glad you clarified that, Pat, because I was a little nervous when you started talking about French dressing with chicken tenders. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and then uh, Josh mentioned marshmallows in your – no, it's not in your sweet potato casserole. Top. And I don't even call it a casserole because it's just sweet potatoes and then, like, marshmallows on the top uh, that kind of get browned on the top after the the sweet potato the sweet potato uh thing is I, and my wife makes i don't even know what, what else goes in it but they're kind of like a mash i i don't know how to explain it but it's a layer of marshmallow across the top and it's like so good you guys know what i'm talking about yeah i got you man i'm with you 100 and i almost made a sweet potato casserole i decided i've never tried twice baked sweet potatoes so i'm just i'm gonna do that for tomorrow um hey i got one question real quick who uh who won the uh the Fortnite battles who uh well we squatted up and won but connor um doesn't help at all because connor ends the games with like one kill and then that's it but then also celebrate. It's like when you when you do nothing on the team project, but you get an A plus. You know, like that's kind of like Connor in Fortnite. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. Um, yeah. So I didn't know if you guys want to touch on anything with basketball after the Empire Classic, or if we want to go there or not. I can make mine short and sweet. I, I won't take too long. Um, I'm going to be honest. I left more frustrated after watching those games especially the texas game um i'm more frustrated because i don't know why it took 30 plus games to get a performance like that um because that was despite the loss the best performance i've seen a kenny Payne team have in his ten is his whole tenure it was the best i saw legitimate defensive uh communication 
uh, rotations. Um, the offense was not just a stagnant BS looking trashy mess. Like, you know, there was actual offense being run um, for, you know, for plays for players to get them set up. Um, you know, rebounding was much better. That was a great performance. And, and, you know, despite the loss and it frustrates me that it takes 30 something plus games to get mm-hmm. to that point. And then you add on top of it that we lost. And so it was all for almost nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, you come out against Indiana you have another decent performance. It wasn't better than the Texas game, but it was decent. There was still plenty to work on. But one thing that I took away from the weekend was Jay Williams said a lot of crazy shit all weekend. We all we all know what he said about the DJ Wagner thing. But at the end of the IU game, DJ or uh, Jay Williams sounds just like us as fans. Mm-hmm. What set are we running? Why is Tyler Johnson not in the game? Yeah. These well, are questions that we have never seen a zone in our to ask, and we continue to ask, and, and and I don't understand why it it took this long to get to this point where you can be competitive like that. I don't understand it. So Tyler T- Tyler Johnson, I, I was wondering the same thing during the game, and I said he better be hurt. Not that I want him to be hurt, but he better be hurt. As, as in, that's the only reason he should be out. Well, yeah, it turns out I he agree. was. Turns out he was hurt. So. That part at least made some sense, but what what are we running here exactly? I've never yeah, seen. A I have to break my though. take into two parts because the the Texas part is absolutely right. We played a really good game. I still think Texas is a good team. Might we'll see if they're a little overrated or not. I don't think they really are because I'm not seeing a whole lot of dominant college basketball teams early in the season. I feel like all of them have really bad losses except for. Your Maui, your two guys, in, or your two teams in the Maui Invitational, and you know some other teams sparingly here and there. For the most part, I feel like we've got a lot of teams that are like ranked in the top fifteen that are losing against Hofstra or something. So we're getting a lot of those kind of games. It's hard to know who's really legit and elite, other than maybe a couple of teams like Marquette and Purdue tonight. Of course, Purdue once they get to the tournament, they'll lose to you know Kennesaw State, sixteen seed. By eight points, and Zach Eady will, will turn into a five foot garden smurf. So, but in a regular season, he's Goliath. So, he, he they're legit. Marquette's legit. I still think UCLA, I don't understand why they're not ranked. They played, they went toe to toe with Marquette, and at one point, it looked like they were going to pull away from that game. So, all that being said, Texas, to get back to my point, I think they will be a good team. And we played well. We, like Ty actually already took the communication both on offense and defense was much better. Now the IU game, which here's the thing too, we got robbed by the refs against Texas on that foul. One second was left on the shot clock, but I would argue and after I thought about it, cause I was heated about that. But then I thought, you know, all water finds its level because I do remember we beat a really bad UMBC team by one point. <laughs> and it's because Trey white hacked somebody out of the ref and they just did not call. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that that found, water found its level in that case because we would have won against Texas, but then we would have lost against UMBC. So whatever, you know, pick your poison, which one you think is a better one. I don't know because one's good and shows progress and one's really bad. That all being said, the IU game, I don't have as glowing of reviews about as others have. And my reasoning is because I watch IU play almost every basketball game and I've watched him a lot under Mike Woodson. My buddies in the IU group chat. See, I'm an IU. I live in 
pretty much I live in South Central Indiana now. I've been a lifelong Hoosier. My U fan group, they call Melatonin Mike because the offense makes you fall asleep. And that's not a lie. They didn't do anything out there that was impressive. It's the same stuff they always do, and they usually struggle against teams. We just didn't do anything either. It's just like we couldn't shoot worth a lick. They couldn't shoot from beyond the arc very well. They do have a better front court as far as talent goes. I will give them that. Not that we're not, we don't have talent, but IU has a really good front court. So, you know, Renu and Ware, even Mbako, which he's not, he's not really lit it up yet, but I think he will be good. But all three of those guys were in foul trouble for most of the game. So they sat on the bench and we did not take advantage. Tyler Johnson is the exception to this. He had a stretch of about five game minutes that reminded me of when Russ Smith and Peyton Siva would take over a game. It was incredible. And that was that one stretch gave me those old vibes, the boom vibes where we boomed them. It was like a mini boom, but it was a boom nonetheless because we were down by like five, we were down by like eight or ten points. We gradually cut into it, and all of a sudden, whoosh, we go up like seven or eight points. I'm like, and at this point, I think they are. We shook. were looking good, right? I think then. they're shook. I think we're done. I think they're absolutely cooked at this point, and that's where coaching came in and messed everything up. They switched to the zone, mm-hmm. and yeah, you think we never seen a zone, and I don't understand it because he even said they practice against it, but they weren't prepared. You should have called a timeout. Well, the Kenny admitted he had never went seen. out there and went zone, and we looked, we crapped our pants against it. Called a timeout it. right then. And he didn't. He, I guess he thought, you know, under three minutes left, ride the wave, which is not – I don't understand the logic there. So then he has, they turn around and give up another big basket. So then he finally calls a timeout. Well, now Whoa, right I got to stop the chat. I got to stop the chat. Devin Judge just made a comment that is worthy of us interrupting our comments here. Oh, this, is, this is off the oh, handle man. right here. This Devin, is some Russ what? Smith slander. I never thought we would have Russ Smith slander. Now, Devin, I will time. say this. There are, there are games. There are games <laughs> where Russ was a chucker and had bad games. But when you look at his overall body of work, Russ did so much more good than bad. Yes, you had to take the bad with it. Just like uh, Tyler Johnson, he had and that he one where, up in big game. He had that one game where he chucked up a three from from the Walmart parking lot and just bricked it. And it's like you didn't have to do that. And that kind of reminded me of Russ Smith too. But then he also had other plays where he was incredible. And it's like Pat 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 Kelly said, Russ was analytically the best player in the nation two years in a row. I believe it because. Yeah, he did some head-scratching things like a New York guard tends to do. But, man, Russ Smith, he could take over a game like nobody else's. And, and I mean, Devin, I'm going to let you slide, but Russ Smith was my favorite player of all time. I never thought okay. we were hitting real close. Devin, and, and, and by the way, it's it's by far my favorite Devin, player of all go, time. Devin, go take a lap, brother. That was not it. Jason just says, Devin literally just said he's high. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Devin said that about 10 minutes ago that he just smoked before. Devin, this, so. you never have fond memories of Russ Smith? What about winning the title? <laughs> in two final fours. Come on. Devin, oh, where were you in 2013, bro? <laughs> like, were you celebrating a game? You're like, well, if Russ Smith would have hit him. <laughs> Look, he, he didn't have two turnovers. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, Devin. We, I believe you, Devin. 
I we, never we, in my life. I believe you. Devin, we believe it. We believe it. I'm starting to think he's more baked than Ross is toasted right now. So, <laughs> Do we need to put an APV out for Ross? I mean, what happened? No, Ross, I'll tell you, he's good. Ross is all right. He's probably passed out in his bed. His wife's probably like, gosh, damn, damn it, Ross. I know it's UK week, but you got to calm down, man. It's a holiday tomorrow. Stephen's <laughs> <laughs> in a better spot. Oh. Yeah, it's, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, <laughs> damn it, we're all, hey, it's all in fun, man. It's all in fun. Yeah, we're just having fun. I'm not trying to call you out. I mean, we're kind of joking about it, but it's. But anyway, like, I guess to get back to my original point, Tyra Johnson. Is, is is an incredible player for being a true freshman. And not only that, but having hardly any time with the guys this offseason because we didn't know when he was going to be able to come on campus. Then even when he got on there and was able to practice with the team, like in August, like late August, like at the very end of the deadline, he gets enrolled. So he lost all that time. Then while he's practicing with the team, he's fighting for eligibility, has to get a waiver. Thank God, the NCAA actually did something nice for us for once and gave that waiver. I see you guys laughing. I'll read whatever you laugh about in a second. But my point is, how for him to be as good as he is and impactful without hardly any time with these guys, he has heart that these guys don't have. He has that dog in him that a lot of these guys on this team just don't have, but they feed off of it. So that is a positive. But I just felt like the IU team we played against I, I thought before the game, after what I saw against Texas, I thought we're, we're going to beat these guys. And we had moments in the game where it really looked like, hey, we're going to beat these guys. And we didn't. So while I think we're a better team than last year, my question always goes back to, to one thing. Is Coach Kenny Payne the guy that's going to get you to Final Fours and National Championships? And I don't mean all the time, but I mean like once every five years are we going to be in a Final Four or close to it? And are we going to compete for a national championship and be be there like once every 10 years maybe? I don't think that's too lofty of a standard for a school like Louisville. So is Kenny Payne the guy to do that? And I just don't think he is. And I, it's stuff like what I saw those last three minutes against what I think is a mediocre IU team. And as a follower of IU, second favorite team, I think that's an NIT team we played. So – I can't say that that impressed me as much as it did others. Yeah, I'm glad we had some fight. Yeah, I'm glad there are a few positives to take away. But I felt much better about the Texas game than I did the IU game. And I don't want to take you know too much time to give my thoughts since most of my thoughts are pretty uh, in line with Kyle and Ty's thoughts. Uh, and they pretty well broke down the two games. So I just kind of recap my some other things for me and my takeaways was I really I, I am still impressed with how the team shares the basketball and the way they play together. They seem to have a much better team chemistry uh, than the team did last year. Um, I was very I actually thought in the IU game when uh, at one point Kenny was more animated on the sideline than I think I've ever seen him, which actually for a moment impressed me. But then it was like 30 seconds later that IU switched to the zone and all hell broke loose. And so, like, it, it really was like almost like Lucy with the football moment for me because I was really starting to get into the game and that kind of thing. And then next thing you know, they switched to the zone and our team acted like they had never seen a zone. They were trying to run man offense against a freaking zone 
And you're not going to just drive the ball into the paint against a zone. And they kept trying to do it over and over and over to no avail. And so that really frustrated me. Uh, but like I said, I did like the team chemistry and the way they seemed to gel together. The fact that they did seem to be playing hard. But then at the end of the game in the press conference, when he said he tricked me, that is basically an unforgivable comment. Like, I mean, you can't just go into the, you can't go to the press conference and tell the, the media that you got out coached. I mean, he said he got, he basically just said, I got out coached. That's terrible. That's a terrible well, look. And the he problem is, it's a terrible look for years to come that we talk about that. The problem with Louisville fans, too, is we know what a good, which I know Rick Patino is not here. And I know there's hardly any coaches that have ever been on that level, but we did have Denny Crum and we went to Rick Patino. So what we have are, is a fan base that can look at a team playing zone and know there are ways to beat the zone. I'll give you an example. Syracuse was absolutely boat racing us in the 2013 Big East Championship game. Now, some of that was because they couldn't miss a damn three, but a lot of that was because we couldn't do anything on offense to counteract their shooting. So they were on fire both sides. Well, all of a sudden, Rick Patino says, all right, Trez, you're going to go to one block. Gorgie, you're going to go to the other block. You're both going to sit on the block. You're going to pass it to one of you, and if if somebody closes in, you're going to pass it to the other one. If they don't close in and they go on to the – if they go to the opposing person on the block, you're going to take it in, you're going to score. And Trez and Gorgie just ate, and then the defense started to feed off of that, and then it just all turned around. It was like all of a sudden we just broke that zone. And I honestly think for like Jim Beheim, for example, I think that game in particular – kind of broke him and I, and I know that's a very hot take and I know that's a very like extreme thing to say but like he basically had the recipe to, to 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 that kind of zone a 2-2-1 zone like that he basically found the, the key to beating that zone now you have to have the type of roster to be able to do that too I don't underestimate that but my point is there are ways to to change things up and beat a zone and I just feel like we we weren't even doing anything other than what we were doing before they went zone, which worked fine then. But it's like if they adjust their defense and play a completely different style of defense, you have to call a timeout and do something different. You know, look, this is, this is the bottom line. Kenny Payne has been a part of high level division one basketball as a player, as an assistant coach and as a head coach for a very, very long time. He has a lot of experience in that. I know that he knows what a zone is. The fact that he did not call a timeout and get his guys on the same page, guys, they're in a zone. We need to run this now, is inexcusable. And then to go to the press conference and say afterwards, he tricked me. Kenny, <laughs> like, a high school coach would be criticized. What for are we? What are we doing here? What are we doing? I, I try not to be like super, super overly critical. I really, I really try not to, but hearing that press conference, it's really hard for me to hold my tongue. Like I, he tricked me brother. Come on. What are you, I don't that might I, be the thing that broke me, man. I'm just going to stop here. I'm just going to stop here. I'm not going to go any I, further. I don't want to talk about basketball Robbie for a while. Smoking a ham. He just threw a ham and a smoker. Robbie, 
that's a that's a gentleman thing I can respect right there. That's a a ham right on there. Thanksgiving. I'm team ham on Thanksgiving. I'm a rebel. I'll eat the turkey. Dude, you know what's popular down uh, here? Ham, smoked ham. I'll take that over smoked turkey. Even down here, the briskets have been like sold out at HEB. Like, well, you're in Texas. A I, I don't there. doubt it for a second, man. You're your brisket capital of the world, Austin, Texas. I'm ready for turkey, um, but also yeah, I'm ready for. And this is what we're going to end it on tonight. I am ready for our all red jerseys. And more importantly, the red Heisman Cardinal helmet. See, look, Patrick's getting better every comment about food he makes. Look, he says it sounds better than smoked turkey, smoked ham. That is a correct take. They're both good, though. I love this uniform combo. The the helmets. Oh, dude, that helmet! God, I love the Heisman Cardinal. I do too. I want to see if we can get maybe a close up of this helmet. Maybe. You know what's funny is like dudes in general, we don't care that much about clothes. But when we look at football uniforms, like you'll get like heated discussion about it. Yeah, it's it's every single man. Like I don't even know what I'm wearing half the time. I just throw clothes on just to protect my under parts that people don't want to see. You want to have a real quick debate? But then I'll be obsessed with uniforms. I think this is our best look we have. Outside of hold on, hold on, hold on. Outside of the murder bird, yes, I, the murder I bird. I oh, love the murder bird. Cringe. The I murder is that the Iowa State hey, one? Murder birds number one. Just Are like you pecans the and sweet potatoes. No, 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 no. The murder birds against Auburn and Lamar. Yes. Yeah, that's the fucking one that looks like the Iowa State cyclone. Nah. That's terrible. Nah, that's nah. our worst. That's worse than the script cards. No, those were no. sick. The murder birds were that's sick. Terrible. This is right the better ass is if they had the pecans. Nah. If, if they were eating pecans in those murder bird uniforms. Ash, that's an L take out of you. <laughs> All right. Let's, 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 yeah. These helmets, man. I love them. Oh, there's this, so this is one of the best uniform combos we've had. That is I don't good. Wanna, hey, that year we played Florida State and we wore those gray night jerseys. Those were pretty sick, too. We haven't wore the Ali ones in a minute. The Ali ones were sick. I forgot. Those were those good were, uniforms. Those were good ones. And this, but this is this is good. This is I would say this is top five uniform combo right here. Yeah, this That's, is a good one. Might be closer to five, but it's up there. The actually the worst uniforms we wore were not the 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 one that you all were talking what, the about. The worst one were the, the worst ones were the ones that looked ones. like Nebraska or Wisconsin. Yes, yes. Those so bad. Those were the worst. So <laughs> bad. So bad. We don't even, we don't talk about that. Mm-mm. And for basketball, it, it was bad because the two years in a row we had the the ones the neon ones that we it, that we won the title in. Um, or was it the the year before that we won the the war in the we neon? won we won the final four in the in the neon yeah the and then the next year we had that like camo look when we won the championship and I hated both of those I loved them though well I you forget the, the neon ones they look like because we won on TV no I loved them because we won like oh, okay. you gotta remember that 2012 team I don't want to get too caught up in the past that 2012 team was dead in the water man they had no yeah. offense at all all year they were a preseason top five team they crapped the bed a whole bunch Rick actually like coach Patino like he was starting to get some heat because he hadn't been in the final four since 2005 and the year before we had a like a rebuild and it was a fun team under Preston Nose 
And that was a really fun team, but then we lost some more head state. And so then we come into the next year with these Only huge expectations. He, he did get hurt towards the end of the game, but we struggled that whole game. And yeah, we'd have pulled it out. So, so everybody was frustrated because even with him in a game, we were losing to them. And and Fareed killed us. I remember yeah. that. And so what happened is we go into the next year, top five team. We stunk it up. And all of a sudden, infrared, that was the name of them. All infrared, the time, yeah. I couldn't remember what I was to remember the names of those. And uniforms. Peyton Siva, who couldn't do anything all year on offense, just goes off for three straight games and gets Biggie's you know, player of the tournament or whatever they call it, tournament player to what Biggie's tournament player of the whole thing, whatever. Could you uh, try that again, Kyle? No, oh. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I've had a little bit of what Ross has had, apparently. So I, uh, nonetheless, that was awful. Ash, no, those are sick, bro. It looks better with the uniform on with it, They're like sick. the matching uniform. It was sick. Hey, it's Lamar's first game too. The first game. And I remember a, a guy on a message board said he was going to win a Heisman Trophy after that game. I could, that, that's probably the best hot take ever. Like He'll be flexing the rest of his life. Because you got to think, after Lamar's freshman game, his first play was an interception. And he had some electrifying plays, but he mainly just ran the ball and it had a few throws in there. It looked a little bit like street ball, like backyard football, the way he was playing. And we lost the game. This dude gets on there and says, Lamar Jackson will win a Heisman one day. And I, I, that dude's still flexing his day from what I, I don't. I didn't have that quite a hot take, but I left that game thinking that we had something special. Yeah, he was special for sure. Just um, like the uniforms. Am I right? Uh, Doc, Doc, you've been demoted, man. You're no longer a Doc. Doc, Doc you're off Doc, the Fortnite squad. You're right. You're Doc is right, man. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Doc, take it back right now. Those are sick. Don't, don't, Doc. It Those are murder birds. I don't know if they're my favorite or not because all the ones were really good, and oh, I really and, and those I don't know what the name of the gray ones were called when we when Jameis Winston came all the way back against us in a night game, Florida State, but but we were up like twenty one to nothing at the beginning of that game. Just for normal helmets that have this bird on it, I love better than that. Well, bottom line, how many days? Ash, there's a couple of people have asked. Three three days, boys. Three days. Less you heard than it that. Yeah. Less than that even. We're getting close to that 48 hour mark. We're about we're about 60 hours and change away. Uh 61, something like that. Yeah, 61 hours, <laughs> 33 minutes, and like we'll say 20 seconds. But who's counting? But who's counting? I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah. Now, if we go I out am. there and land, here's the thing. I the UK game, it kind of sucks that I'm, um, I'm making – not only because I won't be able to go to the game because I'm making a meal at noon, Dude, I, have to, I, I have to be cordial. Like, I'm not cordial during Louisville, UK. I'm not – the first no, L's no. down has me wanting to, like, fight somebody, even though I'm, like, a middle-aged, out-of-shape dad. I'm like, who, want, who wants these nucks? And it's like, you know, I'm not any age, shape, or form to be fighting anybody, but I'm ready to go, man, during this game. I get the juices flowing. I don't want to be around people. Because somebody will come in and be like, hey, you know, I don't know. They'll be like, did you check the mail? They're like, fuck the mail. I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, get away from Will me. there be UK fans there? At my house? No. Not this I time. was going to say, that makes it even worse. Last year there were. Now, so you got to think, a lot of my extended family are you. Man, I can't do that. Part of UK territory. And they are UK fans, but they aren't hardcore. So I was like, you know what? We'll let it slide. 
And I tried, I just kept my comments, except for they threw nails down and I, I grumbled and said, that's why they're trash. And then I looked over at it. I was like, I'm sorry. I just don't like that. I tried to be nice. I was like, that's why they're trash. And I'm like, in the best way trash can be, uh, would you like some more stuffing on your plate? I'll go get it for you. You know, so I, it's, just, it's just not good, man. I'm like, I, a bad side of me comes out when we play UK. Me too, man. I get mad. If we lose, my whole weekend's ruined. Like, I I didn't even watch basketball game. Not a second of it last year because I knew I'd be so mad. Even though yeah, we been stinking I, the whole you. year last year, I just couldn't do it, man. I was like, I'm not doing it. I The year – one year under Chris Mack when Tyra Hero killed us in the basketball game, as soon as we, it was, like, obvious we were going to lose that game, which we're, we were down the whole game – and then I think we were down like 10 or 12 points with like two minutes left. And they started at C-A-T-S, cats, 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 and our yums. I stormed out. My wife was like, wait on me. But I was like, I was like, you need to hurry up if you're coming because I don't want to hear that chant. And she's like hauling ass trying to catch up with me. Well, then I'm down there. Like she ends up going, I end up going to the wrong parking garage. Like I'm on the bottom level, but the car looked exactly like my SUV, my Dodge Journey at the time, same color, same everything. And I keep smashing my, my button, trying to open it, and it won't open. I'm pulling the door. No alarm went off somehow, but I'm pulling the door. And meanwhile, right above me is where my car is, and it's going off. And my wife's up there furious because I didn't wait on her. And she's she went to the right place. And she's like, what the hell's your problem? I can't get in this car. You keep on hitting the button, and it keeps just blinking. Where are you at? And I'm like, I'm trying to get in the car. I'm trying to get in. It won't let me in the car. She's like, you're not by the car. I'm by the car. And so then I realized, like, I, the exact same vehicle as mine, I'm a row below it. I mean, I just could not stand being around those assholes for one second while they celebrated. I only want to be around the UK game, fans when we're up big. And I won't even talk You're, shit. That experience. Shit. That's the thing, Ash. I'll be classy. I just like to watch the pain and anguish on their faces. See, I'm that sick, twisted guy. I won't say anything to you. I just want to see you try to keep yourself composed while you're getting the shit kicked out of you. Like, I'm that sick guy. I just sit back and watch. But if we're losing, I'm the guy that's losing the shit. So I get out of there because I don't want them to say, I'm like, you don't get the right to see me get upset. I'm going to leave. And my wife, if she's watching, she's going to say, well, unfortunately, I do have the right to see you get upset. If we lose the UK Saturday, and that's it, I don't think we are. I'm just saying, we're not losing this week. Hypothetically, hypothetically, if we lose the UK, go ahead. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be on a couch. I'll probably be at somebody else's couch. I'll probably won't even be able to sleep in my own house. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm not going to be any fun to be around. It's going to be awful. That story about you getting your rage moment when they were going to do the CATS, that was exactly me about a month ago when the Braves were losing to the Phillies and the entire freaking Phillies fans started doing that damn chop in their stadium. I was losing my mind. I, I was getting as mad as I've ever been at a sporting event. Uh, watching that on TV. Yeah, I'm like, really petty. I don't like to see you. Yeah, I get happy. mad at my when my now in your personal mad. life you can be as happy as you want, but I don't like to see you happy about your team because I don't. Yeah, like I don't it. like it when my teams do bad. Shut up, Pat. I know you're already groping. <laughs> He's already <laughs> <sick of me. laughs> You and your cream corn 
casserole. And now I will keep it classy. <laughs> I will keep it classy, but I'm just being honest. Like I love like like when when they lost to St. Pete and and or St. Peter's and they show that woman with the the blonde woman on the TV that Ty's got the avatar of. Like I <laughs> love that. Funny UK story, real quick. Funny, this is basketball, but this is hilarious. And actually, his brother watches our pod. So there's a guy I went to school, high school with. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say either one of their names. Because it's not that even – he didn't do anything wrong. He's a UK fan. He went to the IU game during the watch shot. And so, of course, they hit that shot. And they zoom in on this guy I went to high school with. And he's wearing this UK wig, and he's just like – he looks like his dog just died. And for a long time, back before there were like memes and gifs and all that, it was just pictures with captions. And so that picture went viral back then in those internet days before all that, before the gifs. And, I mean, he's famously known for it. You can probably find it if you look for UK – sad UK fan blue wig. You'll find that guy's face. <laughs> and I remember watching it live on my TV and being like, is that who I think? No way. And like, I rewind it. And it's surely enough, it's him. Man, and his I brother, that. he's a hardcore UK fan. And his brother is a hardcore Louisville fan. So I'm sure they had a lot of fun conversations. Now we, we, just, we just make fun of IU recreating the watch shot now. That's what, didn't they yeah, do that I, last they year? They did that way too often. They did that That's like so three silly. weeks ago. Dude, they're, they live off that shit for years. It's that a, is, it's, it's been a decade now. Come on. That's cringe, man. Move it, on. It, it, was, it was a regular, here's the, here's the thing. It was a regular season game and UK actually beat them in the tournament, which, which yeah. one would you pick? Would you pick to win the regular season game? Right. Or would you but, pick a win in the tournament? What was it? Was it last year that they did that? Like they brought back Holes and Wofford to literally recreate it? Was it last yeah, year? Or like three, like, I want to say like two months ago they recreated it with some fans. I that thought. is the most cringe shit. It, it I wasn't have a year ago. Seen. It was recent. It was very recent. I mean, we've so never recreated cringe. the Edgar Sosa shot. No, every bit as big. No, I mean, that true. was just as big. That was that's true, but yeah, that. I guess I don't understand, and I've asked – the only answer I get from fellow IU fans about why they, they celebrate that so hard – because, see, I like here's the thing. Louisville's way up here. IU is a distant second for me. So, like, I follow them, but there's not a whole lot of skin in the game for me. Obviously, I'm on this pod. I invest. I go to the games when I can. I'm not – I don't have a lot of skin in the game, but the only answer I get when I ask them why they're so hyped about the watch shot is it's the first good moment for them in years. So, I get, it's like, okay, good, but you might want to let that go now. Yeah, move it's on. It's time to that. move on. Like, you're the high I, school um, – you're the, you're the guy who's 50 trying to fit in this high school letterman's jacket and pick up chicks because you're going through a midlife crisis and you just had your third divorce. Like, that's what you look like if you're imitating a watch shot. If you're reliving those moments, <laughs> like, stop it. Stop. It. My comment about it is that that game, that rivalry to me, like I'm a huge Louisville fan, obviously, but I've always been a huge fan of the sport in general as a whole. And so like whenever there would be big games coming up, I would anticipate and look forward to those. And I always used to really love whenever uh, they played that as a neutral site game. For many years, they played it in Freedom Hall exclusively, and then it rotated between Freedom Hall and the Hoosier Dome or the RCA Dome, whatever you want to say, um, and had the 50-50 split crowd. To me, that was when it was the best, is when they would do that and, and have the neutral court uh, crowd. To me, I liked it much better than when they started playing it on home court. Absolutely. Well, but guys, I don't even play it, so. 
Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Well, guys, I think we're kind of getting we're getting late into the episode. We're yeah, we all got a lot game. to do tomorrow. We got a lot to do tomorrow. I want to wish everybody that's been listening a happy Thanksgiving. If you mm-hmm. join us late, remember every single like on this video is a point we will score against UK. So get us at least 30, guys. Come on. At least 30. We want to drop 50 burger on 50 plus points against UK. Let's go. With that being said, L's up. L's up. All game Saturday. In honor of Ross, go cards, go Kroger Ring. Go cards. There we go, boys.